When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. With another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Daryl Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. And Happy New Year, by the way, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you can like, share, subscribe. We now have over 400 subscribers on YouTube, but we need more. We're kind of greedy like that. So if you can go ahead and hit the subscribe button below Joe Sower today, that's awesome. It'd be greatly appreciated. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, and do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the guys at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and support Joe Sorrell as Ox1947 today at LakersBall.com. Plus, if you need your lawn transformed as a resolution for you in 2023, go ahead, if you're in the Southern California area, and do it today right there for you at Sinblades, Y.com. Plus, our good friends at Lakerholics.com, Jamie Sweet, and the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom, they're waiting for you at Lakerholics.com to share your thoughts on the Lakers and the NBA. Plus our good friends of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, the John McCallion channel, and I hope he's feeling better. I know he's been under the weather, so I'm hoping he's going to be getting well real soon. That's the John McCallion channel, so subscribe to there as well. And if you could do all that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, I was in another state when this game started as the Lakers started off the new year. Right there for you. In Charlotte, they had a couple days off to celebrate the new year. And what a great way to go ahead and start the new year with the Lakers getting off to a fast start in the first quarter and also coming on strong in the second quarter. A real strong second quarter where they turned up the pace, got the tempo going, actually held the Charlotte Hornets off in the third quarter, 34 to 31 kind of folded a little bit in the fourth and almost let the lead slip away. It got us down, I think, as close to as four with just a minute remaining. But the Lakers, by virtue of a dominant, once again, performance by LeBron James, no, it wasn't 71 points like Donovan Mitchell. But hey, at 38 years old, 43 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, ain't all that bad. 
11 out of 15 from the line. He was 0 for 5 from 3, but he got some good support today from Troy Brown in the starting lineup, 4 for 8 from 3. Thomas Bryant, 18 and 15. Dennis Schroeder kicked in with 15 of his own. And Austin Reeves, 15, most of it in the first half. And the Lakers, cruise. Well, they were cruising for a while, but did close it out in the end. 121 to 115 to go to 16 and 21. And this is very important that they're that record because that now gets them into the mix, into the Western Conference as far as right there, closing in on a possible 10th seed as Utah is starting to drop a little bit in the standings. They've lost four, four in a row. I know our good friend Paul in the chat, not happy to see that. They're now 19 to 20. The Lakers are 16 and 21. They're climbing fast on Minnesota. Can they do it? They had a better than expected road record on this road trip. Better than what I thought. Better than what anybody on the panel thought. So we'll see what happens. But please go ahead and share your thoughts in the chat. And here today to go ahead and talk to you today about today's game. Good man indeed. It is the man behind Simblades.com and, and of course, Ox1947, AllegrisBall.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, you were going to do this show alone if you had to. You see, you know, you're always welcome to host it. That's not a problem, my friend. I was actually monitoring the game because I got the in-flight Wi-Fi. I'm checking out constantly on the ESPN Gamescast. But can I ask you something before we start the show? Happy New Year, my friend. But can we get rid of these ESPN predictions, the prognostication meter that's right above it that says 99% win? Sure didn't help the USC Trojans today. Today was an interesting day. Uh, I didn't get up this morning. Usually you get up in the morning and you kind of have an idea of what's going to transpire. I, I didn't feel like I had control of the day at all. And this had nothing to do with uh, business or work. It was just, it was an odd day. Uh, a lot of times a gloomy, overcast, sprinkled type day can kind of make you feel that way. Yeah. Uh, but in Southern California, when you have a rainy day, you, you kind of welcome it because we have so little of them. Yeah. But as the day progressed, uh, I found I found myself, you know, heading down to San Diego with to see some friends, anticipating a kind of a quick get together, uh, and then start coming back to get ready to prepare for the show. Uh, preparing you not being there. Yeah. Um, I know it sounds like it's easy to do the show, guys, but we actually do prepare. Uh, at least I do. <laughs> uh, I and, was preparing in flight. Well, thousands I, I, of feet in the air. I, I, and knowing you, the last year and change, I, I've, I've kind of gotten a little bit of the tell, the tells in your, in your game. When you kept messaging me, I said, "This guy's gonna be on the show tonight." I know it. I can feel it. He's gonna make it. <laughs> well, get this, get this, my friend. Okay, get this. And I'll tell you why I tell. Hold on, let me let me just say this. We were in the as we were in the air as tip off happened. I was flying in the air. We were just lifted off as tip off happened, and 
actually I landed with 20 seconds left in the game. But I had ESPN Gamescast. I had the in-flight. I paid, you know, got the whole thing in-flight. In front, you know, I had to go ahead and keep an eye on the game because I know you needed help, my friend, to talk about today's game. I, I again, I, I've hosted shows before and I enjoy them. I prefer a at least some banter on the show with another person, but. Uh, I was excited to come and and do the show. I, I think it's it's uh, one of those, uh, you know, kind of like riding a bike. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't take uh, long to kind of get into the 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 execution of it. However, life. I, I hate to kind of talk, kind of like a. It's a very somber feeling right now because a lot of I things. Understand. A lot of things have happened today, uh, and you're you're kind of trying to gauge the 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 good. Unfortunately, the, there's more bad, and and it wasn't just on what happened at Mon, on on Monday Night Football. It was I woke up and got the news that my favorite, one of my favorite athletes of all time, Martina Navratilova, has throat and breast cancer. One of my favorite actors, Jeremy Renner, in a Jeremy Renner from from Buyer High in Modesto, I, I grew up in Turlock, California. I'm very familiar. I have a, know a lot of friends, know fraternity brothers from Byer High. He His accident was a re- weird, like, I don't know what the hell happened, but. It's, uh, I guess he came out of surgery today, uh, something to do with his uh, really severe chest injuries with a snowplow up in near Reno, Nevada, upstate from, from where I'm at right now. So all the best to both Martina and Jeremy Renner on that. Yeah, and luckily, yeah, Martina, I, I just found out that the, the, the throat cancer is a stage one, and then yes. he said it's an early stage of the breast cancer thing. So you, you get up to news like that, and a lot of this stuff hits. Look, man, Martina Navratilova was a very, very, she was a huge part of my upbringing. In terms of my sports watching, I she was her and Matt. It was like Magic Johnson. It was Martina next. It was it was she was great. Anyone ever saw her play? I you, you would know. And so you kind of start the day, kind of with that kind of news, and you're like, okay, let's kind of get through the day be positive and stuff right so then you know you meet with the friends you go and have lunch and you do your thing and then i i i'm ready to go i'm ready to go it's six o'clock in the evening pass by my favorite dive bar it's a dive bar called bubs down in san diego there's another one on pacific beach uh that by the not too far from there as well i used to watch all those Steeler games there before direct tv and i'm seeing this visual of people standing, both the Bengals and the Bills, standing in the middle of the field and not knowing what the hell happened. And we all know what happened there. And I'm listening to the show from San Diego to Temecula, which is an hour away, and just getting an idea of what's going on with that and just trying to figure out what the heck's going on and, and this, this, and that. And, 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 then you're, and then Donovan Mitchell scores 71. And in any other day... Any other day, but today, John Donovan Mitchell would be the even above the Bengal Bills game would be the highlight, the 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 number one show to talk about. And I'm so you're and then you're listening to is Roger Goodell going to postpone the game? So there's all this stuff going on. And I, by the way, I was watching the Laker game. 
on top of that, right? And, and so, our thoughts our thoughts are for Bill Safety, DeMar Hamlin, who's listed in critical condition tonight. So our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family right now. Yes, uh, it's it's absolutely tragic in so many ways. And again, all this and watching the Lakers and trying to, I guess, how am I going to talk about the show tonight? Am I going to feel like, is this really important? But tonight's game, uh, I'm going to, I wanted to get that out of the way. So you guys know I'm not a heathen. We're not heathens. And to finish off what I was saying about you messaging me and me knowing you're going to come, <laughs> you're going to do the show. That's, that's, that's Gerald Glassford's dedication, people. I know what that is. I, I know what that tell card, I know what that tell is. And I'm I, like getting off the plane. I'm like, I'm landing, so, Joe. Let's so it's you know, important, time we'll do it's important to know show. that if, if you need evidence, see, this is a beautiful thing about evidence is when you don't know, evidence is a great thing to have. The evidence is dedication is there. It's so there that even when you can't be somewhere, you somehow find yourself there. <laughs> and and that I'm happy you're here and I'm happy you're hosting the show. And I would have more than happy been, I would have been more than happy to do it. And I will, I promise I will. I want you to host the show so I can I will. be the wise. I promise I will. And I'll do it. I'll do it regularly. Cause I know sometimes you do probably need a little break to hang out with the fam. And you know, that's an important part of life. No, right? I just want to be you and you could be me. Okay. Okay. You know, we'll do that. It's, it's sort of like done. freaky it's Friday, done. you know, like that type of deal. Yes, it's done. It's done. I guarantee it. That will be a, a regular thing, but Watching the game today, you know, I, I, I kind of just, I was sitting there watching LeBron James play. And of course, I, I'm not going to mention Westbrook or Beverly because I think I want this to be a more of a positive uh, analysis. But I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I just marvel at, I'm marveling at, I, I think if we're going to take anything away from this season, and I think I've sat down and I really did an inventory on myself on this. I'm going to enjoy watching one of the all-time greats do his thing. I really am. I, I, I think if anything comes out of the season in a, in a positive note, let's, let's, watch, let's watch what greatness is. And we just saw Tom Brady. I mean, he was dropping dimes in between ant holes. This is a 44... This is a 44-year-old football player. And I'm watching LeBron James dropping 43 in a game that in any time of the year, other than what the situation the Lakers are in, is a fall-asleep game. LeBron would have probably dropped 30 and 10 and 8, right? But if he had done that, we would have lost this game. He had to get 43 for us to win the game. And he had said that in the previous game where he said, well, 30 wasn't working, which I thought was one of the best things I've ever heard LeBron say. I, I really thought that was, I'm not, this is not hyperbole. I thought that was the one of the best answers I've ever heard him say. He's like, look, 30 wasn't doing it, so I had to go get 40. I just thought that was a really cool little, you know, kind of slip of the joke of it. I enjoyed the game as much as I could, except until the end of the end of the fourth, which uh, I, I think I think I'm getting used to these lulls in the NBA. It's not just a Laker problem; it is an NBA problem. Where the moment you stop playing, the other team seems to always make this un inconceivable run, and 
and you just gotta you gotta hold on. You gotta hold on at that point. It's just it's a it's a really weird change in 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 basketball that I still can't really get used to. Um, I don't know if I ever will, but LeBron James uh, willed us to another win. It, it, it puzzles me that they played, uh, especially on the offensive end, minus a couple guys as well as they did. The third quarter, they, you know, they extended their lead from halftime. I think they were up by 18. They were and, up by 21. Right. And, 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 and you know, I, it kind of puzzles me how we lost to this team at home on the 23rd. That's, I think that's probably the end result of the game for me, beyond LeBron's performance. Uh, you know, uh, I can't leave out Thomas Bryant. I thought Thomas Bryant is playing his heart out, man. He's he's playing with all the uh, talent he can muster. So we gotta you know tip tip our hat off to Thomas Bryant. He had he had a had a good game tonight as well, and I I, I think it's nice that that we can talk about something in terms of the Lakers positioning finally being realistic. Uh, are we gonna get into the? Uh, can we start talking about hey if we get a nine or ten? And AD somehow gets healthy. Hey, could we make a little run here? I don't know, maybe. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Because again, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the Lakers, as far as right now, they're still in 12th place. They hopped over the OKC Thunder with tonight's win. They're a half game behind Minnesota. They're still two games out from 10th place. But Utah, again, uh, our good friend Paul, who's always in the chat, uh, truly appreciate it and happy new year to him and his family. Uh, Utah is dropping like a rock. They've lost four in a row and they may be com- coming back down to earth after such a hot start. So they're the first team I see in the Western Conference that the Lakers, with another run, with an extended run of wins, let's say seven to 10, maybe six to 10, get AD hopefully back in the lineup by middle of this month. And you never know, my friend, we could be back in the thick of it in the Western Conference as far as the at least the back end is concerned. It's. I didn't expect. I sort of didn't expect this well of a road trip, even though there was a game in there that kind of stunk. But they didn't do too bad without AD in this road trip. Three and two. That was above anyone. Three and two. I was thinking. I honestly thought it was going to be one and four. I thought two and three. I I really did. I thought it was going to be one and four, but. LeBron decided to play like LeBron of 16 
for two of those games and look yeah. what happened. Um, I thought the Atlanta game was the one they they were going to lose uh, that they ended up winning. So I, I thought Atlanta would be a loss. I thought Orlando was going to be a loss too. I really did. They were playing really well. They actually handled Orlando very well. Yeah. And uh, they handled Atlanta in the second half very well. And then they really handled the Hornets tonight pretty much all the way through until the end. You're right, see, if they remain 500 or above without AD and he can come back, you know, they have a shot to get back in the playoff next. If if, if they want to get to 500, they're going to have to make, they're going to have to run through the next week, which is going to have some tough competition with, uh, I believe, Philly and Sacramento on a back-to-back. You're going to need to make up some of these games that you lost with the, by beating these guys. And this Gary's time. looking at it the other direction. Look at the schedule. They can legitimately lose seven of the next eight games, and that will be all she wrote. You're right. That could be all she wrote. Well, but... Gary, at this point, Lakers don't really have – you could you could have you, – you, you could have looked at tonight as a loss because they lost at home against them, right? I didn't feel that. I thought with, with the momentum of the Atlanta game, I thought LeBron would – finish it off, and he did. And Thomas Bryant played well. Reeves did his thing. Uh, I just – I I mentioned something to you, though, I, and I don't want to give too much credit to Ham. We always rip on Ham, rip on Ham, but I will give him a credit when he needs it and when he deserves it. He brought in none who hadn't been in, in the entire game at the near the end of the third quarter. He gave them a little bit of energy to hold that lead into double digits heading into the fourth. I thought that was a wise move to go ahead and utilize him just for that sequence. Well, at that point, who else? What else was he going to do? Uh, you know, just, and, and none, 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 nice none. We got lucky in that none. And I'm not taking credit away from that. He, he, he had to make that move, right? And he made the move. He wasn't making the move before, but he finally made it. And it just so happened to coincide with the fact that none actually became effective tonight the issue with Nunn's career in general is he's not effective on a consistent basis even for a role player type like a role player type can be effective in in several areas if if Nunn's shot is not going down he's absolutely irrelevant in a in a basketball game and that's that's just what it is so <laughs> I, I again I'm trying to stay away from I was I was on uh, I was on game time on Lakers ball for a very short amount of time because I was just running all over the place at the time. But I I'm like, what? Why is Russell Westbrook shooting the ball? I at this point you got to sit down with with Russell. You've been able to convince him to not start. I think the next phase of this is don't shoot the ball. I mean, don't shoot it unless the clock is down to one second and just stop shooting the ball, go to the hole, just turn into Rondo. Just be Rondo before before he, he before Bubble Rondo. R- Bubble Rondo was the was a sniper, and that's the only time I ever saw Rondo make shots in 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 nonstop fashion. So I, I don't know what else to say other than that with him. Uh Beverly is Beverly reminds me of a guy that plays that that the optics show he's playing hard and smart and just does not play hard and smart when it matters. He just can't make shots and he can't really do anything that really pertains to winning basketball in a consecutive in a in a, in a consecutive situation. 
but we got LeBron James, so that's good. <laughs> and the only saving grace is I was talking to Gary back and forth because he is right. You cannot play LeBron 40 minutes. That's a recipe for disaster. The only saving grace was that the, the team had itself two days off, so it gave him an extra day, day of rest. So I thought that was important. I also thought that, you know, I'm going to give him credit again. Ham in the fourth quarter, he gave uh, he took two timeouts. And they weren't momentum timeouts as far as the momentum swing. They were timeouts, I'm pretty sure, if you asked him honestly, that they were to rest LeBron in that fourth quarter. That might have given that extra little juice to make those free throws near the end of the game. Yeah, it's it's LeBron is and this is this is a good I'm glad you brought that up. I would love to sit down and talk to LeBron and go, what goes through your mind after 20 years? knowing that you're going to have to play 35 to 40 minutes to play, to win, to have a chance at winning. And I say sit down and talk to him. I don't want to do it in front of a camera. I don't want to do it in front of a, an audience. Just just to kind of get a, the real answer. And I would say he would reaffirm my initial feeling on LeBron about how he's really gotten – He's lived a, a, a king's life. I'm not saying Pardon that. Pardon the pun there. Right? He's won championships, MVPs. He's considered the greatest, you know, in, in a lot of people's eyes. But I remember Bill Walton talking about his career at UCLA. And he said it was four years of disappointment. And in, if, if you had listened to how Bill was saying it, he he... He won two national titles in those four years. The other two years were monumental losses that shouldn't have happened. And he was talking about the fact that he should have had a perfect career at UCLA. Now, the pros are a little different, but I really feel that LeBron, he he, he has one thing that really never worked out for him in 20 years of the, being in the NBA. And that's, he really never had a, I, I know people would argue this with my, the Miami team, but I still, from what I saw at that time, I still think Dwayne Wade wasn't really who he was. If Dwayne Wade was 06 through 09 Dwayne Wade, then I think they win three, I think they win all four championships in that, in that, in that run. And then that changes his whole career. And that's what happens in, 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 in sports, especially with the NBA, is those last series losses. It's not that we're downgrading the fact that, well, he lost in the finals versus, let's say, somebody loses in the second round. It's the fact that you've gotten so far to the end and you lose. It's like you were right there and then it's gone. You could have had it and it was gone, right? kind of like that with his career it's he was right there man he'd won a championship in 2020 ad wasn't his prime he looked like hakeem olajuwon getting ready to you know go to the next level and 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 you were you know we were talking man back to back looks really really good this obviously before we found out the season was going to start early but you're like sitting there you're like man lebron really has a chance to definitely at least win one more here and then it kind of just collapsed. It just collapsed. And 
I'm sure he would say something like, man, I, I really thought this was going to be the way to end the career in LA already won a championship. I got my guy, AD who, you know, another thing what you want to, you want to, I know we get on AD on his injury thing, but AD is a, is a, is one of the, you know, that guy could have been a complete jerk, the biggest star as he is. And he never was, you know, you, you never hear any of that kind of selfish, you know, I'm option one type, you know, talk, right. It was the perfect relationship for LeBron to go to end this the way he, he could have ended it. And it, we, we, we are relegated right now to watching AD dressing up like a, like a, like a model on, on the bench and, and, and having a good time. And then LeBron doing, you know, 40 minutes a game. It's just, but there's a lot of frustration of, of what if every time these kind of performances happen, because imagine if this was a performance that could be done in a, in a situation where, man, we're really building this thing up, getting ready to get a second seed, maybe a first seed. Instead, we're talking about a damn plan. Well, you know what? Right now, that's better than the alternative. And you and I talked about this many times. You have to do what you can to try and get out of the lottery situation because of Victor Wembyama. And you do not want him selected by the New Orleans Hornets. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans, you know, you don't want him selected by the Pelicans. That is not something that's going to be acceptable to you and I if somehow the Lakers were able to get the number one pick and have to give it up. So I think the Lakers just even have an inkling of sight where they could pass both Minnesota and Utah. I think you got to do it, man. I think you got to do what you can to get to that point because your alternative is not very good either. No, and that's that's the hidden scare right now that we kind of forget sometimes because we're focused on the year. But the fact that the Hornets, sorry, the Pelicans are a third seed right now, it's 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 really scary. It is that's the scary part is if the Pelic the Pelicans are going to continue to be you know, we're we're talking a ha- we're ha- halfway through the season now, right? So it's not like hey, are they is this a fluke? No. The Pelicans are going to be there. They're going to be there, and it looks like they're going to be there right in that 3-6 mark, which means the Lakers really, really need to make the play-in at the very least so that they can pretty much guarantee they're not going to get that top 2-3 pick. And then if we get a 5-pick, let's say, I don't know, I can, I can, I can, live, with, with, I can live with that if they get a 5-pick. Yeah, it would suck, but, you know, generational player missing out on a generational player that would be brutal especially considering the lakers had done that in the past with the 1980 draft and the 1982 draft with uh, magic johnson and james worthy imagine where the lakers would be had those trades not happened right i mean you're talking about two generational players magic definitely being a little bit a level above James, but James Worthy, we don't win back-to-back titles without James Worthy. I'll take that to my grave. That's just not it. Would we would not have won in '88 without James Worthy? So it's just I I don't know, man. I I you, you, it's too much. It's too much to to think about at this moment. I'm trying to focus on hey, if LeBron is going to be playing like this, if he's gonna go all out and play till the wheels fall off, then you know what? Let's see if we can get something out of this, at least to avoid a 10, 15 year issue down the road. You know, I'd rather do that. It's just like, uh, it's just like, uh, what's a good example of this? 
let's say a NASCAR driver, right? That let's say two or three drivers are for the same team. And one, you know, the two of the drivers know they're not going to win the race. Well, they're going to try to help their guy win, right? They know they're not going to win the race, but they're going to try to help their guy win. The Lakers might find themselves in that spot where, hey, you know what? We might not win a championship. We might not, make, might not go deep in the playoffs or whatever, but let's just try to get this where we need it to go so that we can avoid what could be a very, very scary situation with missing out on a generational player. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Joe Soro, a.k.a. Oxline247, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. The Lakers do hold off the Charlotte Hornets. Again, the Lakers are now in 12th place in the Western Conference, just a half game behind Minnesota and two games behind Utah in the Western Conference. Do you see by the end of this month, I'm not saying the end of the week, I'm not saying the end of two weeks. I'm saying by the end of this month, two possibilities. AD coming back and the Lakers somehow being inside the play-in. This month is going to be very, very difficult. We're playing Sacramento twice, I believe. Memphis, Clippers uh, on a back-to-back against San Antonio. And then San Antonio on the, on the second half of the back-to-back. You got Philly. It's you, you got to still play, you know, Miami and Atlanta might be angry this Friday to, you know, come show us up. It is, if, if I'll tell you this, if they can go, if they can get to 500 by the end of this month, they, they, they will have earned it. They will have earned it like they never have before. As far as AD coming back, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the secretive thing going on here. I don't, I just don't know why, why things are so secretive. Why is it? Why is it okay? His pain has subsided. Well, what the? What do you wait? Why don't you tell us the, for more information now? Is it really that? I, I'd like to know what the status of that is first before I make a decision on when AD will arrive. If I have to look from past experiences, AD won't be back until next month, not at the end of the month. Probably in agreement with you. It's probably going to be later rather than sooner. If they don't have AD back in the mix. What do you think the Lakers can do with just LeBron James and a whole bunch of ifs behind him? Uh, LeBron James would have to average uh, in this 35 case, in the month of no in the month of January would have to average probably 43, 44 points a game. Uh, that's a tough ask. My and he'd have to play 38 to 40 minutes. Yeah, that is a tough. So ask. He sits down. That team completely changes. It has no movement. And then you put in. Russell Westbrook, who, who, where the ball always finds him open. And he's the only open player, I think, in the history of my life watching basketball where I'm like, no, even when he's open. Even when he makes it, I'm saying, no, don't do that again. Imagine that. Imagine that, guys. I don't know if some of you do this. Imagine the guy is open and he shoots and right away, before he's even open, when he, it's like the process is going on, you're like, no. And then he shoots it, and you're going, no. And then he makes it, and you're still saying no after that. Don't do that again. That's a terrible, terrible thing to do watching basketball. <laughs> it feels like crap. <laughs> I cannot Absolutely. remember the last time he made back-to-back jump shots. Imagine. Absolutely. Well, I just wanted to mention, absolutely, Ben, uh, we mentioned uh, the tragedy that's happened, uh, you know, at, at today's Monday night's football game. And 
you know, we know DeMar Hamlin's in critical care right now. And our thoughts are prayers, as we mentioned before, earlier in the broadcast, uh, we were just with, with him, with his family, uh, also with uh, Martina Navratilova, uh, you know, Jeremy Renner, all these things have happened since the start of the year that really are tragic. And we really are, are, are really heartfelt prayers are with all three of those individuals right now. But Ben on Twitch, thank you so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. It's the Lakers fast break. Once again, the Lakers 121 to 115. Joe, appreciate you bringing it down, my friend. But we still got a long way to go, my friend. We still got an interesting week ahead for the team. The Lakers come back on Wednesday night, 7 p.m. is the start time. ESPN's a channel. It is the Lakers facing off against the Miami Heat. There's our live watch party right there for you. Big shout out to Nick and everybody who headed up the watch party tonight on, of course, playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. But my friend, it is Miami, like you said, coming back. Atlanta coming in for a rematch as well. Your thoughts on what the Lakers can do this week. And again, it's just something that, it's on the horizon. It's there for us, but LeBron has to really play well for a 38-year-old. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And I'd like to... Exact- and thank you, Ben, for subscribing on Twitch. We truly appreciate it. I would like to see a little bit of revenge against Miami here at home. And Atlanta right now, I believe, is up by one against Golden State with the 12 seconds left. So yeah. we, we know that this is the NBA. This is anybody can beat anybody at this point. Uh, there's very few teams out there that can that can go into a game and really say, you know what, these guys don't have a shot. Uh, it's it's very rare nowadays. Yeah. So they're gonna have to get healthy here too. Uh, Lonnie Walker is needed, <laughs> and he needs to come back. And Darvin Ham is going to have to make probably some next level decisions here uh, at some point. Uh, he has no choice. He has to probably play Russell Westbrook in certain spots, but I think he needs to put Russell Westbrook in a position where he isn't getting the ball uh, on jump shots or late in the shot clock. That's going to force him to shoot because I think that's what the defenses are setting up to do with the Lakers. If you're going to have him initiate something, do a little pick and roll, drawing somebody to him so he can dish it. That's one thing I will say he's done well. When he's gotten that guy kind of creeping in, the second guy, he's finding guys open, whether to the basket or, you know, for a shot. I'd say really, really, really focus on that. I know it's hard to practice, especially this time of year when you're traveling in the NBA, but I would really, really be more impressed with Darvin Ham's ability to coach if he can do some of those small things, if he at least, if we at least knew he was doing some of those things and if it wasn't working out when he was trying to do it, and he may very well have, I don't know. I'm not in the practices. I don't really hear a lot of information on practice. What's great. What was great about the triangle offense when Philip, uh, Phil Jackson was running it is you kind of knew what these guys were doing. So everything made sense every game in and game out. You didn't need to go see what they were doing in practice. Uh, but with this situation, we got he's got to put he's got to put this guy in a position to succeed at this point. And I don't know if if I don't know if it's him not doing it or if this certain the players aren't executing it. I'd like to know that. I'd like to know that. 
Zangerstein is in the chat as always, rocking it as only she can right there for you. Happy New Year again, Z, to everything, but and also everybody else in the world's greatest Lakers chat room that's out there for the Lakers fast break. She says, Joe and Gerald, what makes me scratchy head about Russ is he is taking two for one shots. I mean, this is something we've talked about all season long, the two for one mentality that he has. You know, if it's not a good shot, don't take it just because you feel you have to. If it's not a good shot, choose wisely. Get the better shot. At least get an opportunity to really have a good chance to score the points. And you see the bra and you see Russ just just throwing it up there. It's awful. He was absolutely awful today. The team won. This is a game, and I'm sorry to Kenneth Stone, our good friend, that's one of the biggest Russell Westbrook supporters that's out there. This is a game, Joe, where we won in despite, despite Russell Westbrook today. It was really bad in the first half. It was it was watching someone who it's not someone who's lost a step. It's someone who is incapable of playing to their strengths and a team of coaches that can't get this through his head in any way. How do you force that? How do you tell? I mean, I'd like to think it's easy to tell someone, listen, when we're, when it's at the end of the quarter and it's 31 seconds left. Yeah, I get it. You want to get a two for one, right? But why are you taking a jump shot to do a two and one? You're going to go to the hole where your chances get better. Fine. He's not doing that. He's taking a jump shot. Russell Westbrook is not good at taking jump shots when he's open, let alone when he's got something making him shoot. I, I could have said something else, but I decided to keep it G. Zagerstein says he went off on one of those Russell tangents that only Russell can do that frustrates. You should have heard me Z the other day. I think it was like a week ago when he took four straight shots himself, he was isoing himself and they were all four shots and he was making me cry. Sounds like after five straight shots, like he did tonight with the ISO, ISO, ISO and that lead dwindled that points, 14 points to one that made you cry. So it's just the decision-making sometimes. He still can pass it when he wants to. He can still drive and actually make layups, not as well as he can, not as well as he should be. He can still make layups. He can still run the break. But his court awareness on when he should do these things and when he should go ahead and ISO, and instead ISO every time is what we see, that's the problem I think a lot of Lakers fans have out there and frustration set in. It's just the choices that are made at the times in the game when he makes them. So what is it? Is it the coaching? Is it a system that's not being implemented for your players to take advantage? So this is where it's going gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna to sound like I'm – I know it's hard, guys. I know it's hard. So I try to I'm, – I'm not trying to put – down Darvin Ham. But we also have to come to the realization there's a there's a reason why there are great coaches and okay coaches is being able to guide your players to their strengths and to make and, and to teach them how to develop several types of ways to adjust to whatever defense is coming your way. 
And that was probably part of the reason why he only played 11 minutes tonight, and you saw Kendrick Nunn in that third quarter. And 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 that's the part. Okay, so here's where I'm going to give Darvin Ham a lot of credit. He played 11 minutes. That means Darvin Ham goes, I'm done with this. I'd rather lose with none at this point, which is totally understandable from a human standpoint. Like, in his mind, I'm going to go on to the theory of he's like, you know what? I, I'm done with this for right now. I'm just going to hope none does something because this guy can't do anything. And you can also look at it as, look, I'd rather have none shoot an open shot than Russell Westbrook, even if he's playing like crap. So – because we all know Russell Westbrook's not going to play defense. We know Kendrick Nunn can't play defense. So you 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 then just say, hey, look, I got what I got. I'm going to try to take advantage of the at least little positiveness in, in, in this player. But I got to disappoint you, Joe, right now, is that he actually only played 11 minutes and Kendrick Nunn was brought into the game. I think we gave a little bit too much credit to Ham and whatnot because I'm just reading online. Dave McMenamin reported that Russell Westbrook went out of the game with left foot soreness. So he would have been in that stint instead of Kendrick Nunn. You ever notice how when these things happen? I guess, yeah, we can't give credit for, sorry, sorry. I'm just reading what I'm reading I, I'm long. sorry, G, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you for tonight. The reason why I didn't host tonight is because I had a sore foot. Because, you know, I didn't want to make an excuse, you know. <laughs> it was reported, I guess, by David Fenneman. I didn't catch it when I was on the plane. But yeah, uh, left foot soreness, so he decided to sit down the second half, which actually uh, was a benefit to the Lakers in that third quarter. In fourth quarter, I think that it was just kind of a letdown, maybe end of the road trip type deal as far as fatigue setting in. But still, the Lakers were able to gut it out and win 121 to 115. Joe, again, we're talking about, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook still maybe – you know, I'm assuming it was the, the soreness that was allowing him to play so badly. But I know in the in the world that we live in and the fact that, you know, Russell is who he is, I know a lot of people are going to question that, including you and I. Well, let's talk about that. So we yeah, let's knew, talk about that. <laughs> we, we knew a player. Um, I'm going to try to put a positive spin around this, too, because I didn't want to do this. But, you know, the, the audience demands it. So we have to give the audience what they want. I remember a guy named Derek Fisher. Broke his foot in 2001. Derek Fisher shot, shot after shot after shot after shot after shot while he was rehabbing. And he went on to go 16 of 20 in the San Antonio series where the Lakers destroyed a team about as badly as I've ever seen a team get destroyed in terms of the quality of who they were. Like, I've seen teams sweep a team in the playoffs. There, there was an injury from a main player, or the team had no business playing against this team at that time. They're a matchup nightmare, blah, blah, blah. The 2001 Western Conference Finals was the most destructive series win I've ever seen in NBA, in, in my time watching basketball. The Spurs were a really good team. And the Lakers made them look like a peewee team, not a high school team, a peewee team. And a lot of that was because we were so focused on Kobe tearing their heart, tearing their heart out with Shaq doing what he did. Derek Fisher wasn't missing shots in that series. And that was because he was shooting on one leg for four months or three months. 
So the excuse of the foot and shooting should, you know, I know jumping off your foot and all that makes sense, but I've already seen it happen. Why can't this guy do it? Is he doing it? Is it a mental thing? Probably all of the above, but it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. It's been a year and change. We are fatigued from the Russell Westbrook way of playing basketball because I, I, we, we know from what we've watched that it, it is a detriment to winning. And what has happened since Russell Westbrook has been a Laker? The Lakers can't win. They can't win on a consistent basis because he doesn't do the fundamentals in any way. Front, back, anywhere. Yeah, he's better this year, but that's like saying, well, I, I guess I fed my family today, but we're going to have to wait another two months, right? I, I, I mean, it's, it's just not, it's not, it's not conducive to winning. His way of playing is conducive for him being on a bad team that doesn't need to win, that has no pressure on it, and he can get his statistics. That's who he is. And until April comes or May or in some miracle June, which I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately, we're going to have to watch this play out. And then at that point, we won't have to deal with it again. Again, if he can just try and focus more on a team aspect instead of a him aspect, I think maybe we'll get better results. But that's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for someone who has thought as he has for so very long. I just don't think that's that his game is what it is. It's you, you, you can you can try to teach Tim Tebow to throw the ball like an NFL quarterback with his release. And this is a bright person. This is a smart person. This is a person who's got the affection of his teammates and an affection of, of, of an audience, a fan, fan base, all this. Couldn't do it. And that's, that's that. So I don't know if I want to put it at something where Russell Westbrook is being stubborn and saying, I'm going to do it my way. Maybe he's just incapable of doing it, physically incapable of doing it. You may be right, my friend. I would lean on your hypothesis than him actually coming out of it and playing sensible team basketball continuously. I know he's done better for the Lakers in the reserve role that he's been put in, but we'll see. But it is left foot soreness that uh, took Russell Westbrook out of the game. Gary A says, looking ahead, do you guys think James demands a trade this summer if nothing changes? Well, again, he had those backhanded compliments uh, you know, upon approaching his birthday. And then some pointed comments afterwards about, you know, where he stands with the team and how he wants to build a winner and Anthony Davis too. And I said in the chat that I think you've got to at least start exploring or looking at an Anthony Davis trade if you really know the future and what it might look like if he gets himself hurt once again, especially because he might need surgery on that bone spur. What are your thoughts, uh, Joe? I mean, again, as he approached 38, he became sort of uh, sentimental, plus also his usual backhanded compliments as far as that's concerned, his very thinly veiled comments on Twitter and very thinly veiled comments in the press conferences, how uh, he is not happy with where the team is and you know, obviously uh, may look somewhere else. Do you think that could happen as early as this summer? No, that is not the LeBron James M.O., LeBron James, at this point, I'm just, until it doesn't happen, I'm just going to assume he's going to play another three, four years. 
So he may look at it as, I'm going to play one more year in L.A. next year. If these guys don't get their act together, I'm going somewhere else. And guess what? It worked out for a guy in uh, Tampa Bay. He got tired of their BS up in, up in the Northeast, and he went and somewhere else. LeBron, LeBron's backhand, backhanded comments are only a backhand if it's not true. If it's true, it's a punch in the face. And he punched. It was a light one. I'm not saying it's a big one. But it was a light one. Hey, dude, really? This is what you guys brought me to do? You guys just want me to score 40 points in Charlotte in a January on some no-game-who-cares situation? So the Lakers are, in terms of management, they're – I don't know if they're capable of doing what needs to get done. They haven't shown anything in three years. And it, 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 I think it's it, it revolves around the fact that they don't have a good pulse – in the league. They have to get clutch and magic. Magic is magic, man. Pardon the pun. It's Sean Grice, big shout out. Okay, he's magic. I saw a a video of magic explaining after, you know, he he, he stepped away from basketball and how he was trying to get financing for uh, the Starbucks in inner city. You know, you know, the banks didn't want to give him money. They didn't, they didn't believe in that, what he was doing. And he, he stayed with it and was able to find a setup where he could get that situated and made it happen. And I happened to go to one of them down in San Diego. You know, uh, I've shaken Magic Johnson's hand. Some of you have heard this from way, 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 way before I had talked about this. I shook Magic Johnson's hand, looked him right in the eye. That is one of the most genuine people you'll ever meet in your life. The most genuine. And when you have someone like that, trying to tell you, look, dude, we want you. You're going to have a different look. You're going to have a different feel there. LeBron wanted to come to L.A. There's no denying that. We knew that. We knew that a year before. But having Magic solidify it was good. And then you had Clutch convincing A.D. to be a jerk for about two weeks, which is very hard because I think A.D. is a very, very nice person, has a lot of ethics, comes from a great family. But he had to play a little bit of a jerk to say, hey, I want to get out of New Orleans and go to L.A. That wasn't Rob Polinka making that happen. That was clutch. What else did Rob do after that? I don't know. All, all I know Nothing is... Nothing great, that's for sure. All I know is he's, he, keep, he everything, everyone keeps leaving when he makes the decision. Or he doesn't do his jack squat and, and people leave. So, LeBron is going to play one more year. I, I don't... I just don't see them trading him. I don't see him demanding a trade, number one. That's not his MO. He leaves when he wants to leave. He'll play one more year, and then, yes, we know, he will be 39 at the end of the 20, the 24 season. You know what it means? Yeah, the 23-24 season, he'll be 39. And then he'll go somewhere, probably go play with his kid. I don't know what. Remember, he's got two. That could be yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, and LeBron, I don't know if he has enough time. He might have enough time to play with, with Bryce. I don't know. But the the thing is, if, if he's playing like this, and he, I'm just going to assume he's going to keep playing like this for another few years. If that's the case, he might have one more shot going somewhere and winning. And then if he wins a title somewhere else on a fourth team, I don't, I don't think the, 
greatest of all time will, will be debated at that point, ever. I certainly hope not, because then I think it would be earned and deserved. But, you know, there's always going to be the those that appreciate Michael Jordan for being who he is. Well, okay, so here, here's... Because here's, truthfully, he's he's still my the, the greatest in my Michael eyes. Jordan is the greatest player ever, and it doesn't matter what anything... It doesn't matter what happens. But in terms of the, the career, when you factor in everything, that's where you have an argument. The accomplishments... The, the skills, all that, right? The stats, it's going to be hard to argue it. Like if somebody says, dude, LeBron James has 42,000 points, 13,000 assists, and 14,000 rebounds. And he won five championships, won four with four different teams, won four different won finals MVP in each of those teams. And like at, at some point, the, the the accomplishments are going to be like overwhelming and it's different. You know, it's not six out of six. You'll never see somebody winning. It's going to be rare. You'll see somebody win three as a lead dog. I don't think you'll see that ever again. Actually. I don't think you'll see that again for a very long time. Maybe three championships with three different teams and winning finals MVP. It's just that stuff will start to then you can put it together and it's, it's better to put those things together when this career is over. See, all this best of all time stuff is better when the career is over. And that's what I think LeBron will look at this as. He's going to look at it as, look, if I can't win a championship here for next year, if I don't have a chance there, I'll play it out, do my thing, and then I'll see if I can get lucky playing somewhere else on my own terms in maybe two or three more years after that. Because I'm serious. I know it sounds weird. This guy's not slowing down. I mean, he's gotten injured here and there, but he is – he is a recovery marvel. And I'm watching him move. Look at the way he moves. It's like people are still a step behind him. He's got some kind of animantium in there somewhere. I don't know what it is, but it's it's something. Something something there that just he heals quick. He's got a good diet, good medical staff. I don't know what it is, but it works. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. And work for the Lakers tonight with a tremendous game, 43 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. It's the Lakers, again, escape Charlotte and head home. On the positive side on this road trip, going three and two after a 121 to 115 victory. Looking forward to some more great action on Wednesday. Haven't made up my mind yet if we're going to be able to go ahead and start dropping our regular schedule, which includes the NBA observations and also as well Lakers History 101. That'll be coming back into session at Lakers Fast Break University in the not too distant future. But before we head on out, my friend, always want to share the last thoughts with you. Because, again, when it comes to the Lakers, a really interesting sports day. You see the highs and you see the lows of what went on. Of course, the highs with the Lakers winning. Highs of, of you know, Mitchell, Spider Mitchell going for 71. I mean, the, that's the most since Kobe's 81. And then also, I think last time, what's David Robson got 71 to go ahead and win the scoring title. Was that 99? 
Yeah, and, and Shaq, Shaq disliked David Robinson even more after that. Because it yeah. cost him the scoring title. Absolutely. And uh, the, our prayers the, are though for, for DeMar Hamlin. I think, was, unless it was 70 on the dot, wasn't, didn't Devin Booker get 70? One? Yeah, absolutely, against the Boston Celtics. That's right. It was one So was it 70 or 71? I think it was 70, Okay, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he put up 70 against the Boston Celtics. Uh, I think you're right on that one because it was his second year, I think, in the league, second or third year in the league. Yeah, and he he did that too. He was just padding the stats, I think, for that day. So, yeah, it was getting close to the end of the season, just like we were talking about with David Robinson when he got a 71 to win the scoring title. I think it was against the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, just going, a great performance by Spider Mitchell of Cleveland. And unfortunately, it just gets uh, overshadowed by the tragic news that we heard about, uh, man, just such a, a terrible, terrible thing that happened to such a young man. Hopefully he will be okay. DeMar Hamlin had to be resuscitated CPR on the field. So we're hoping that he will come out of critical care in, in, uh, in a better fashion. Of course, we also talked about Martina Navratilova and her uh, revealing that she has stage one cancer in, in two different areas. And then also the accident that happened to, on the pop culture side, unfortunately, uh, Hawkeye star Jeremy Renner as well. So not exactly the best of days, not for me anyways, with USC on top of it, choking that lead. And they, yes, they choked. Nothing, no, there's no two ways about it. You choke, you choke. I'll call it like I see it. And I saw a choke today. So we'll leave it at that. But Joe on the Lakers, again, a positive sign as we start the new year. By the end of this year, could it be even more positive? I know that's a way, that's a way back. That's a, get in your uh, crystal ball type deal, but I'll tell you what, by the end of the season. No, it's not guys. Uh, we, we were supposed to be winning. We were supposed to be competing for a championship. So regardless of what happens. I'm just I, asking for a playoff spot. At this point. Yeah. Uh, we're, 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 we're going to have to settle. We're going to have to settle to, to hoping that we can get it, get there, get up high enough to not have any shot at, 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 at getting a pick that would, have to be given to the Hornets. Sorry, the Pelicans. Yes, I, I said it too earlier in the show. And that's that's just not that's that's really honestly what's kind of driving me right now. It's driving me because I've I've conceded, I've conceded any any hope of of the Lakers even being a contender in the playoffs, let alone making the playoffs. If we can get out of the season with not having to give up what could be two generational players, by the way. It's not just one. Uh, that's the scary part. This, this looks like a very scary, scary. This looks like a Zion Morant 1-2, meaning in terms of their talent and their impact. They are, it, this, none of those guys are going to be a bust as long as they stay healthy. So, um, yeah, Ken Block. On top of everything. Oh. And the way he died was just, it reminded me of Michael Schumacher. It's like, really, all the stuff that guy did, and that's how he goes out? Michael Schumacher hasn't died, but he's, everyone knows. His life has you know, been has, changed. It's yeah. been limited, right? And I just, I've been off. I've been off today. It reminded me when Dale Earnhardt died. I was off for a week. 
I never met the man. I admired him. I admired his 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 focus, his winning mentality, and and the impact and the impact that he made in in his sport and the people around him. And I remember the the commissioner of NASCAR and the way he delivered the news. It was just we've lost Dale Earnhardt, and it, when he said it that way. It, it added more to the to the pain and i felt like today it was just one after another i didn't even know about jeremy renner until it happened yesterday i didn't even know until today so it's just it's 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 just non-stop here it's perspective getting thrown in our face every five seconds and here we're trying to talk about why russell westbrook can't make a jump shot it becomes a mundane discussion but we have to balance it out we're here to entertain. We're here to inform, but we also want to give respects to those because we do admire those people. They did amazing things in their fields and they continue to do so. And some hopefully will continue to do so. And we're just here to kind of maybe again, like I said, balance it out a little bit. And that's what we'll try to do always here at the Lakers Fast Break. Once again, the Lakers do win 121-115. to 115. Again, our thoughts and prayers are with all those families affected by all those tragedies, the injuries, and also the death also as well of Ken Block. If you have any thoughts or questions or comments, always, you can share them below after this video goes off the air. Always in the greatest Lakers chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Or you can go ahead and hit me up on the DM at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, Courtside Lakers on Instagram, Lakers Fast Break on Instagram. Big shout out again for Courtside Lakers on Instagram. Over 5,000 followers are right there. And now we're a part of what they do on Instagram. So thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of Courtside Lakers. Also, as well, of course, you can go ahead and share your comments on Lakerholics.com, Lakersball.com. And of course, you can send me the old-fashioned email right there for you at, of course, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. I also want to mention thank you so much to our Twitch followers. Got some Twitch followers today, so I truly appreciate that as well. Yes, we're on Twitch. We're on a lot of different venues. Facebook, like our page there. There are a number of ways you can go ahead and support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And anyone you do, it is sincerely appreciated. Zanger Science says, that's right. It's all the making of the Lakers front office. Regardless, they've been horrible before, especially after Dr. Buss's death. They are horrible now. I'm just, Z, I always go back to two out of 10. I understand they were still having the residual effects of the Mitch Kupchak era and the Jim Buss era. But I've seen other teams, other front offices do better with less than what the Lakers had at that time and not mismanagement uh not mismanage it as you know as badly as uh this team has done over the course of the past 10 years i understand they got the ad trade i understand they got the world championship out of it but two playoffs in 10 years joe that's not a good ratio that that okay in any sport two out of 10 is not that good that championship because it's so difficult to win gives them a reprieve no matter how much you want to deny it. You know, the, the, the Clippers have been beating the Lakers consistently for a decade. Plus. 
plus, right? And they haven't won squat. Lakers stumble on a couple of things and they win a championship. That's that's why no one will ever feel sorry for us. Even no, when and nor should they. Absolutely. Even when we stink, even when we stink, we still have players that want to come here, whether they do it by choice or by force, forcible means of a trade. Because you can force a trade all you want, it still has to be done, right? Yeah. But it's still difficult. But you're 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 put your people and you know AD put his reputation on the line by demanding an LA trade. That's usually can be very bad for your career in terms of how people perceive you and how you can have your team resonate through that. So with that, we have a lot to complain about, but no one will listen. No one cares. That's not a Laker fan. We have 17 championships in the rafters. We have those to sleep at, sleep on at night. <laughs> uh, but like any true winner, the, the, the most important title is always the next one. So sorry, folks. Yes, I am greedy. I am ungrateful. And I am very critical when we don't win. Because that's what we do. Lakers. When we see something that's good, we'll dish it up and appraise it. It is. I'm I'm, I'm putting it all out there, guys. I am greedy. And I am entitled as a Laker fan. And I want to win. And when we don't win, because of illogical decision-making, Inability to make good decisions, not doing what you're supposed to to win, you you will hear that entitlement from us. Sorry, it is what it is. You set it. You set the table, guys. You guys set the table. You guys gave us in the last 42 years. 42 years, you've given us 11 championships. So every four years, we're winning a championship. We're coming up. We're coming up on about a year from now. Just saying, I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it as far as the championship, indeed. But they have to get over the hump and get into the playoff mix. Can they do it? We'll find out. It's going to start maybe when they get back home against Miami on Wednesday. Remember, the game is at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Please go ahead and join us for a live watch party right there for your playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. And, of course, after the game, there won't be such a big buffer this time around because I won't be coming off any planes. Okay. So you'll get a game post game right after the game. Of course, here at the Lakers fast break again, the best Lakers chat room that's out there is right here at the Lakers fast break. I want to give a special thank you to again, to Zangerstein, Gary, a, of course, Howard, thanks so much for joining us as always. John McCallion, I know you were not feeling well still. Hopefully you're feeling better, my friend. Petting my cat, not on hashtag team replay today. You're here with us tonight. Appreciate you so much for you doing that. Also as well, I want to go ahead and give a big shout out to Sovereign as well, stopping by. Thanks so much for doing so as well. Again, all the great people that are a part of what we do right here at the Lakers Fast Break, truly, truly appreciate it. And cannot thank you enough for doing so. It is just so tremendously appreciative. You know, Joe and I talk all the time about the way you guys support us and gals support us here at the Lakers Fast Break. It is just such a big thrill each and every time to get such a great response from you. We even got Twitch followers now, which I'm so thankful for. So thank you so much for everybody watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. 
And once again, Rodney, big shout out to you as well. Once again, the Lakers do win 121 to 115. And we'll be back, of course, on Wednesday night. Maybe Tuesday. We'll see how we, uh, we're feeling. You know, Maybe we're feeling good after the holidays. Maybe Joe needs to talk some NBA. We'll see what we can do. But definitely, we'll be back on Wednesday. Howard, thanks so much. Appreciate it, as always. Quit petting my cat. Almost listened to Trevor Lane. <laughs> we almost made them listen to Trevor Lane, Joe. God help us. I'm sorry, guys. It, you know, our lives got skewed a little today. Uh, human human stuff came about. And, of course, family and the new year and things I like that. I don't think Alaska would have liked it if I would have hosted this show. But, but know that, know that throughout all that, we still find our way here. So it, it's just what, you know, we're going to be here. And we're going to be here until we're number one. It's just, there's, you know, if I'm going to sit here and be entitled about the Lakers winning, you damn well better believe we're going we're gonna to bust our butt here to win on our end. The same. That's how it works. You got to... You better be able to back up the app. What if I would have actually started the show from the airplane? The set I, up think, all the I, think, I think one day we'll have epic locations when we do the show. No, I don't think. I know. I know we will have really, really fun locations when we do a show. And I can see air marshals kicking me off in Alaskan Airlines. Sure, when I, I, I promise you that like if I if I'm ever on a if I'm ever on a private jet, we will do a show in the private jet. Okay, fair enough, fair enough indeed. But well, once again, the Lakers do win one twenty-one to one fifteen, and we'll be back on Wednesday for a live watch party against Miami, and of course. The best post game in town. There's nothing better than your friends right here wishing you a happy and blessed new year from all of us at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>